We're going to be learning in Chidushe Maran Riz Halevi, the second letter in the back. And like the first letter, this one is also to his nephew, Rabbi Yosef Dov. So in the previous recording, we gave some of the historical context for these letters. And this letter too is a very nice back and forth between these two great Talmidei Chachamim. Rabbi Yosef Dov sends a letter to his uncle, and then we have Rabbi Velvel's response. Now, the conceptual point of this discussion is the difference between the Aron, which held the Luchos in the Beis HaMikdash, versus the other vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. So we'll begin with Rabbi Yosef Dov's letter, which is printed in the Igros Hagrid on page 182 on the Rambam Helchos Klea Mikdash Beis Yud Beis. The Rambam writes, When you're transporting the Aron from place to place, you can't place it on an animal or on a wagon. A person has to carry it. You have to carry it on your shoulders. When the Torah describes the transportation of the Aron in the desert, it says that they had to carry it on their shoulders. So we learn from there for all time that the Aron needs to be transported in a respectful way not on a wagon or an animal, but on a person's shoulders. So the Rambam is saying that the rule in the Torah that the Levim carry the Aron on their shoulders applies for all time. Now, the Minchas Chinuch in Mitzvah Shin Ayin Tess asks a question that the family of Levim who carried the Aron were B'nai Kahas, that branch of the Levim family. But they carried other vessels as well, like the menorah and the shulchan, the table, the mizbeach, the altar. So they carried a few things, not only the Aron. And they were required to carry all of those vessels on their shoulders. So why is the Rambam only recording this halacha about the Aron, not about the other vessels of B'nai Kahas, which were all carried in the desert on their shoulders? So why when the Rambam records this halacha for all future generations, he only applies it to the Aron, not the other vessels that it applied to in the times of the desert? So Rabbi Yosef Dov answers this question and he suggests that there's a fundamental difference between the Aron and the rest of the vessels. And the way he develops this is that one of the vessels that the Bnei Kahas carried in the desert is the outer Mizbeach. Now, the outer Mizbeach is not a vessel in the sense that it's transportable. It's a built-in feature of the Beis HaMikdash. It's part of the building of the Beis HaMikdash. But once that Mizbeach is moved from its location, so then it loses its sanctity, as the Gemara in Zvachim Chavzayin says. So the Mizbeach HaChitzon is not a vessel, it's a part of the building, and if someone is carrying it, it's no longer Mizbeach. So clearly there would be no rule about how to carry such an altar if at the point that it's being carried, it's lost its status. Now, even though the other vessels that B'nai Kahas carried, like the menorah and the shulchan and the inner Mizbeach, so those vessels do not lose their sanctity once they're moved. They're not part of the building of the Beis HaMikdash, but they're clay shares, they're vessels. So even when they're being transported, they're still sanctified. So there could theoretically be a halacha that those vessels need to be carried on the shoulders. But says Rabbi Yosef Dov, once 
once we see from the outer Mizbeach that once it's carried, it loses its status as a Mizbeach. So we could extend the same idea to these other vessels that even though when they're moved, they still have sanctity, but they lose their status. So the menorah is still sanctified, but it's not considered a menorah. The shulchan has sanctity, but as a regular vessel, it's not considered a shulchan. So once they're being transported, they no longer have the halachas that are unique to the shulchan and the menorah and the mizbeach hazahav, the inner mizbeach. So there is no requirement to carry them on the shoulder, even though that is a halacha that applies to these vessels. But once they're moved, they no longer have the status of the original vessel. It's not a shulchan or a menorah anymore. So there's no rule about how to carry it. So that explains why this halacha does not apply to the other vessels of B'nai Kahas, because as soon as they're moved, they lose the status of this vessel. So the halacha of carrying it on the shoulder is suspended. Whereas the aron functions totally different from the rest of these vessels. The aron is not location dependent. So it's not an aron only when it's in the proper location in the Beis HaMikdash, but rather the aron retains its status even when it's moved out of that location. So even when someone is carrying the aron or it's in a totally different spot outside of the Beis HaMikdash, it still has the full status and rules of the aron. And the proof for this is the Gemara in Sotom and Beis says that they would take the aron out to war with them. So we see that even outside of the Beis HaMikdash, the Aron retains its status. And likewise, the Rambam in Hilchus Klea Mikdash, Beis Yud Gimel, writes that there was a prohibition to take the poles off the side of the Aron. So wherever the Aron was, whether stationary in the Beis HaMikdash or being carried outside the Beis HaMikdash, there was a prohibition to not have the poles on the side of it. So again, the fact that this prohibition of how the Aron has to look with the poles applies even outside the Beis HaMikdash when it's being carried tells us that the Aron does not lose its status even outside the Beis HaMikdash. So the Aron is unique amongst these vessels that it retains its status even when it's not in its proper location. So that answers the Minchas Chinuch's question on the Rambam. The reason the Rambam only records the halacha, that the Aron needs to be carried on shoulders regarding the Aron, not the other vessels, is because the other vessels, once they're moved, lose their status. So there's no longer a halacha about how to carry them. As opposed to the Aron, which even when it's moved, is still an Aron, so the halacha of carrying it on the shoulders still applies. So now this is all nice and explains the ruling of the Rambam, but what about the halacha of the Torah that the Bnei Kahas in the desert had to carry all of the vessels on their shoulders? So according to Rabbi Yosef Dov's conceptual framework, how was there a halacha governing carrying the Shulchan and the Mizbeach and the Menorah when they lose their status as soon as they're moved? So Rabbi Yosef Dov explains that transporting the Mishkan in the desert had a different status than moving vessels later on in the Beis HaMikdash. Because since there was a special rule about how to move the Mishkan in the desert that was built into the plan of the Mishkan, so moving it did not change the status of the vessels. And the proof for that is the Gemara in Menachos Tzadihei, which says that even according to the view that the Lechem HaPanim, the 
the bread on the shulchan would lose its sanctity as if it left the Beis HaMikdash once the Mishkan started traveling. So once they moved the Mishkan, the Shechina, the divine presence, left that area. But even according to that view, if the bread remained on the shulchan during the travel, then it was not disqualified. So we see that even though the divine presence was not there, the sanctity had left, but the bread and the vessels were considered in their proper place during the transportation because that's how it was supposed to be. They were told how and when to transport it. So the whole process of transporting did not suspend the vessels being in the proper location, but it was a reflection of where the proper location actually was. So according to this, the traveling in the desert was different than traveling and transporting vessels later on in the stationary Beis HaMikdash. Because later on in the Beis HaMikdash, moving the vessels meant that they were not in their proper location. But the traveling in the desert, at that moment, the vessels were in their proper location. So that explains why the Torah would say that the Bnei Kahas have to carry all the vessels on their shoulders, not only the Aron, because that was a unique situation where all the vessels, even though they were being transported, were considered in their proper place. But the Rambam is talking about future generations where once those vessels, the Shulchan and the Menorah, are being transported, they're no longer in their proper place, so they lose their status, so there's no special rule about how to carry them. So this explains the difference between the Bnei Kahas and the desert versus the ruling of the Rambam very nicely. Now, there's still a problem because the Bnei Kahas carried other clay shares, the vessels that were used in the Beis HaMikdash, and those also had to be carried on their shoulders. Now, for future generations, the same halacha should still apply because those vessels are certainly not stationary. They're made to be carried around the Beis HaMikdash and still there is no rule to carry them only on the shoulders. So Rabbi Yosef Dov answers to that, that again, this halacha of carrying the clay shares on the shoulders has no practical application because either the vessels are outside the Beis HaMikdash. Now, even though those vessels are intended to be carried around, but the Gemara in Zvachim Peiches says that they only have sanctity inside the Beis HaMikdash. So outside the Beis HaMikdash, they don't need to be carried in a specific way because they're not sanctified. Now, if the person is carrying them inside the Beis HaMikdash, so again, there's no special rule about how to carry them because that's not called transporting them. Transporting means that the person is carrying them from place to place outside the Beis HaMikdash, but just carrying them within the confines of the Beis HaMikdash is a way of moving them around, but it's not transporting them. So there's no rule to carry them on the shoulders in that case. And Rabbi Yosef Dov adds that the way they carried those vessels in the desert was along with the larger vessel. So the vessels of the menorah got carried with the menorah. The vessels of the Mizbeach got carried with the Mizbeach. And he already said that there is no halacha for future generations to carry those larger vessels. So there's no way to have a situation where the smaller vessels are being carried with the larger vessel in a way which is halachically significant because there is no rule to ever carry those larger vessels in the stationary Beis HaMikdash. So that's why the rule of carrying the clay shares on the shoulders has no practical application. 
So this is Rabbi Yosef Dov's approach to answer the Minchas Chinoch's question. Now, it's worth looking at the letter that appears before this in Igros Hagrid, page 181, on the Rambam Hilchos Beis Abchira Aleph Vav, because there Rabbi Yosef Dov develops this whole approach further in a letter to his father, Reb Moshe. So even though this letter was not sent to Reb Velvel, but it's the same basic ideas. So in the letter to his father, Reb Moshe, Rabbi Yosef Dov asks a question, which which is the Rambam lists as part of the mitzvah of building a Beis HaMikdash. There's a mitzvah to build the building of the Beis HaMikdash. And the Rambam includes in that a mitzvah to build the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. And then he lists them. The Mizbeach, the Menorah, the Shulchan. So the Rambam gives a list of which vessels are included as part of the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash. But oddly, the Rambam leaves out the Aron. So it sounds like building the Aron is not included in the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash. So that's question number one. Why did the Rambam leave out the Aron from the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash, which includes the other major vessels? Question number two is that the Rambam in the laws of the Beis HaMikdash describes at length the building and the process and the dimensions of the other vessels, but not the Aron. When it comes to the Aron, he just writes very briefly, Evan There was a rock in the Kodesh HaKodoshim that had the Aron on it. So the Rambam doesn't give any description of the height or the width or the dimensions or the process of building or the details of the Aron. So this is also very unusual. Why is the Rambam leaving out the Aron from the process of the Beis HaMikdash when he describes the other major vessels at great length? So Rabbi Yosef Dov proposes a conceptual idea similar to the one in his previous letter, which is that the Aron is different from the other vessels in the Beis HaMikdash. And the way he gets to this is the Gemara in Yuma Nun Beis, and the Rambam quotes this in Beis HaBechira Dalit Aleph, says that in the second Beis HaMikdash, they did not have the Aron. Because Yoshiahu, the last great king of the first Beis HaMikdash, hid the Aron, so they didn't have that vessel. So there was no Aron during the period of the second Beis HaMikdash. So Rabbi Yosef Dov asks, even if they didn't have the Aron from the first Beis HaMikdash, why didn't they make a new one for the second Beis HaMikdash? The Ramban in his Sefer HaMitzvos, in his list of the 613 mitzvahs, lists as one of the mitzvahs that if the Aron gets broken, to make a new Aron. So why did they not fulfill that mitzvah in the second Beis HaMikdash and create a new Aron? So says Rabbi Yosef Dov, the only significance of the Aron is that it has the luchos inside of it. The Aron is not connected to the Beis HaMikdash. It's not a vessel that's part of the Beis HaMikdash the way the menorah or the shulchan or the mizbeach is. Those are vessels where the significance is that they're part of the Beis HaMikdash. The Aron is different. It's not part of the Beis HaMikdash. The significance of the Aron is that it houses the luchos that Moshe got at Har Sinai. So that's where the power of the Aron derives, not from the Beis HaMikdash, but from the Luchos. And the proof for this is that the Yushalmi in Shkolim Vav Aleph says that there were actually two Arons in the Beis HaMikdash. One housed the second complete Luchos, and the other housed the first broken Luchos. Now, if the Aron is one of the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash, you can't have two Arons, just like you can't have two Menorahs or two Shulchans. 
There's only one vessel in the Beis HaMikdash of each of the commanded vessels. So how did they end up with two Arons? Says Rabbi Yosef Dov, we see from this that the Aron is not one of the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. The point is to have a proper home for the Luchos. Now, since there were two sets of Luchos, one was broken and one was full, so they needed two different Arons, one to house each of those sets. So now this distinction explains why the Rambam leaves out the Aron from his description of the Beis HaMikdash. Because the Aron was not really a part of the Beis HaMikdash. There was a rule that the Luchos needed to be housed in the Aron and they needed to be placed in the Beis HaMikdash. But that was a rule of the Luchos. And Rabbi Yosef Dov compares this. There were two other items that the Torah also said to place in the Beis HaMikdash. There was a little jar of the mun that Moshe had saved and the staff of Aaron. So those two objects also needed to be placed in the Kodesh HaKodashim. But it's clear that the mun and the staff were not objects of the Beis HaMikdash. They were objects of great historical importance and the Torah wanted them housed in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Kodesh HaKodashim was like sort of a mini museum of major objects in Jewish history, including the mun, the luchos, and the staff of Aaron, and they all needed to be in the Kodesh HaKodashim. But those were not objects of the Beis HaMikdash, but they're part of a different category of important things that the Torah said to store in the Beis HaMikdash. And in fact, the Rambam in Hilchus Beis HaBechira, Dalit Aleph, includes those three things, the Mun, the Staff, and the Aron all together. Because again, they're like the important religious artifacts of Judaism, which are stored as a mini-museum in the Kodesh HaKodashim. So that's why the Rambam omits the building of the Aron in the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash because it's not one of the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. And that's why he doesn't describe the design of the Aron when he's describing the design of the Beis HaMikdash and its vessels. So now this is very nice, but it raises the issue, why then is there not a separate mitzvah to build the Aron? If the Rambam does not include building the Aron in the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash, then it should be its own mitzvah, which is actually the view of the Ramban, but the Rambam does not list it as its own mitzvah. So Rabbi Yosef Dov explains again, because the Aron is secondary to the Luchos. It's not a separate mitzvah to build the Aron. There just needs to be somewhere to house the luchos, obviously we're not going to leave the luchos strewn about and being ignored. So there had to be a respectable location where the luchos were housed and that was the Aron. But it's not a separate mitzvah. It's a way to take care of the important luchos. Now, Rabbi Yosef Dov asks a similar question, which is, what about the clay shares, the bowls and the spoons, all the things that they used in the Beis HaMikdash, which are described at length in the Tanakh, and the Rambam does not include them in the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash. So Rabbi Yosef Dov says that the clay shares are different because they don't have to be used in one stationary place. They can be moved around. So they're not part of the mitzvah of the Beis HaMikdash. And even more so, they're not something which was tied to a certain location, that the location was part of the fulfillment of their mitzvah and their sanctity, because these are vessels that are made to be carried around. 
So that's why the Rambam does not include them in the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash. There he's talking about things that were more directly tied to the building and the location, not vessels which moved around. And now Rabbi Yosef Dov adds one last point tying a lot of this together that there is a mechilta and the Ramban rules like this in his list of the mitzvahs that it's prohibited to move around the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash to the wrong location. Says Rabbi Yosef Dov, he does not think that that prohibition applies to the Aron because as we already said, the Aron is not connected to a specific location. The Aron retains its status wherever it is. So the prohibition is to put the Mizbeach or the Menorah or the Shulchan in the wrong place in the Beis HaMikdash. But it does not apply to putting the Aron in the wrong place because the Aron is less location dependent. So now we understand Rabbi Yosef Dov's whole approach to this idea. Since the Aron is not part of the Beis HaMikdash vessels, the sanctity of the Aron is not really from the Beis HaMikdash, it's from the Luchos. So that's why it functions differently than the other vessels of the Beis HaMikdash, which have to be in the proper location because that's where they belong in the building, but the Aron can leave the Beis HaMikdash and still have sanctity because it's not tied to the Beis HaMikdash, it's tied to the Luchos, and so long as the Luchos are in there, wherever the Aron goes, it retains its sanctity. Now, it's interesting, in Igros Hagrid, it quotes that Reb Moshe wrote back to his son that this is a very nice insight, but he thinks it only answers the first question, which is why did the Rambam not include building the Aron in the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash? So the answer is because the Aron is not one of the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash, really. But it doesn't answer the second question, why did the Rambam not tell us the halachas of the design and the process of building the Aron, even though there were no luchos in the second Beis HaMikdash? So they were unable to build the Aron, but in Mashiach's time, we're going to get back the Luchos and have to build an Aron. So we still need to know those halachas. So Reb Moshe points out that he doesn't think this approach explains why the Rambam did not tell us halachas which are necessary to understand at some point. So it seems like Reb Moshe understood his son's answer to be that since the luchos were put away by Yoshiahu, so there was no way to build an Aron in the second Beis HaMikdash, so we don't need to know these halachas for any practical purpose, and that's why the Rambam omitted them. Now Reb Yosef Dov writes back to his father and he seems to clarify that what he actually meant to say was something more conceptual and less practical. It's not that we don't need to build in our own, so that's why the Rambam omitted it, because then, like his father said, in the times of Mashiach, we might, yes, need to build a new Aron. So we should still know the halachas. But Rabbi Yosef Dov means something more conceptual, that the Rambam's not going to include the description of the Aron in the laws of the Beis HaMikdash, because it's not one of the laws of the Beis HaMikdash, so it belongs elsewhere. It doesn't belong in a description of the Beis HaMikdash. So Reb Yosef Dov agrees that on a practical level, we need to know how to build the Aron, but the proper placement for that is not in the laws of the Beis HaMikdash. But then it raises the obvious question, so why didn't the Rambam record those halachas anywhere else? So how are we practically supposed to know how to build an Aron? So to answer that, Reb Yosef Dov has to say something which is pretty forced, and he says that the Rambam holds that the mitzvah of building an Aron was a special one for Moshe. 
It's not a mitzvah that applies for future generations. And again, this is tied into the whole view of the Aron. It's not part of the Besamikdash, which the mitzvah of building a Besamikdash is one that applies to future generations, not only Moshe. But the Aron was a special place to house the Luchos, so it was not part of the Besamikdash, and it was specially commanded to Moshe, who got the Luchos, so he needed to build a place to house them, but the mitzvah of building in our own does not apply to future generations. So that's why the Rambam omits any discussion about it. And then Rabbi Yosef Dov adds that maybe the Rambam even understood this more radically, that the only legitimate Aron in Jewish history was the one that Moshe built. No subsequent Aron would have the same status. So he disagrees with the Ramban, who holds that if the Aron gets broken, future generations should build a new one. But maybe according to the Rambam, even in the first Beis HaMikdash, when they had the Luchos, had someone built another Aron, it would not have had the same status. Only Moshe's Aron is considered an Aron. So this is where Rabbi Yosef Dov has to end up in order to answer this question, why the Rambam never tells us how to build an Aron. So this is Rabbi Yosef Dov's overall approach. And again, the key conceptual idea is that the Aron is not a vessel that's connected to the Beis HaMikdash. Its sanctity comes as the house of the Luchos. Now the Luchos are supposed to be stored in the Kodesh HaKodashim, so the Aron is supposed to be in there, but even if the Aron is relocated temporarily or it's carried around outside the Beis HaMikdash, it retains its status, and that's why there's a halacha to carry it on the shoulders, whereas the other vessels of the Beis HaMikdash do not have that halacha. So now Reb Velvel responds to Reb Yosef Dov's letter and he writes, I very much enjoyed the chidushim of my precious one that you sent me. Now Reb Velvel continues to say that he likes Reb Yosef Dov's distinction between carrying the other vessels versus the Aron, that the other vessels lose their status. So there's no such thing as carrying them in future generations as opposed to the Aron own, which retains its status. So the whole concept of carrying the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash is limited only to the Mishkan in the desert, but not the stationary Beis HaMikdash. And Rav Velvel even has another proof to this idea, because the Rambam in the Sefer HaMitzvos writes that the Torah has a prohibition of the Loyavod Ode, that a levy above the age of 50 is not allowed to do the service. So the Rambam writes that that was a temporary prohibition that only applied in the desert, not later on in Jewish history. So that's not a mitzvah that continues for future generations, only the generation in the desert. Now, the reason the Rambam holds that prohibition does not continue is because he understands it to be connected to the mitzvah of carrying on the shoulders. So the Torah is saying whenever there's a mitzvah to carry the vessels on the shoulders, then a levy above 50 is disqualified. So what the Rambam is saying is since there's no mitzvah to carry the vessels after the Mishkan, so the prohibition of a levy over 50 also falls away because those two things were connected. So we see again from this Rambam that there is no mitzvah to carry vessels of the Beis HaMikdash because if there was a mitzvah to carry them, then obviously the rule of the Torah that a levy has to be under 50 would still apply. 
So the fact that that rule has no application means that there is no longer a mitzvah to carry the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. So this proves Rabbi Yosef Dov's point that it's not just that there was no time practically when they had to carry the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash, but it's much more fundamental. There was no theoretical mitzvah to ever carry the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. That was limited only to the Mishkan. And Rabbi Velvel finds the same idea in the Rambam. That's why the prohibition of a levy over 50 also falls away. So the basic idea is that there was a limited mitzvah to carry the vessels of the Mishkan, which does not apply once the Beis HaMikdash was built. Now Rab Velvel continues, and he says that even the Ramban in the Sefer HaMitzvos agrees to this basic idea. The Ramban disagrees with the Rambam, and he says that the prohibition of Loyavod Od, that a Levi cannot carry the vessels after 50, does apply Lidoros for all time. So it's not a mitzvah only in the desert. It applies even during the times of the Beis HaMikdash. So that seems to imply that according to the Ramban, there is a mitzvah to carry things of the Beis HaMikdash. But says Rav Velvel, if you look in the language of the Ramban, he's only talking about carrying the Aron. So carrying the Aron applies in the future. And there, there's a prohibition for a levy over 50 to carry it. But even the Ramban agrees that the mitzvah of carrying the other vessels, the Shulchan and the Menorah and all the rest of the vessels, does not apply after the Mishkan. So the debate between the Rambam and the Ramban is over who carries the Aron in the future. The Ramban holds that the Levium carry the Aron even during the period of the Beis HaMikdash. So that's why the Ramban says that the prohibition of a Levi over 50 carrying it, the Loyavod Od, continues to apply even for future generations. Even though it does not apply to the other vessels, because again, they're no longer carried, but that prohibition does have one limited application in terms of a Levi over 50 carrying the Aron. So that's where the mitzvah continues to apply for all time. The Rambam, though, holds that even though the Levium carried the Aron in the desert, but in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, the Aron is carried by the Kohanim, not the Levium, and there is no time limit when it comes to Kohanim. So that's why the prohibition of the Lo Yavod Od, which was referring to Levium, not Kohanim, is suspended. It only applied in the desert, but not in the future, because in the future, the Kohanim are the ones carrying the Aron. Now, the Ramban disagrees on this point as well. And he holds that the Kohanim who carry the Aron in the future cannot be over 50. So the Ramban extends the prohibition of the Lo Yavod Od, which in the Torah is referring to Levium, also to the Kohanim who are carrying the Aron, because since the whole concept of carrying the Aron came from the description in the Torah, and there the Torah said that no levy over 50 can carry it, so we apply the same thing to Kohanim carrying it, that they must be under 50. So that's the debate between the Rambam and the Ramban, whether Kohanim carrying the Aron in the future can be over 50, and whether Levium carry the Aron in the future or only Kohanim. 
Kohanim. But in the overall framework, they agree that there is no mitzvah to carry any of the other vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. The only mitzvah is to carry the Aron. And there's a debate whether that has to be Kohanim or it could be Levim, and whether the Kohanim have to be younger than 50. So there is a debate whether the Lo Yavod Od is a mitzvah which applies during the times of the Beis HaMikdash or not. But in the overall point that Rabbi Yosef Dov is making, that there is no mitzvah after the Mishkan to carry any of the other vessels of the Beis HaMikdash except for the Aron. So on that, both the Rambam and the Ramban agree. So this is Rabbi Velvel's further proof to Rabbi Yosef Dov's idea. But says Rab Velvel, we still have to understand how this all works. Because if there is no mitzvah to carry the other vessels of the Mishkan, so why is there a mitzvah to carry the Aron? Initially, the Aron was only included in the mitzvah to carry the Mishkan. So it was part of the overall mitzvah of carrying all of the vessels. So if that mitzvah no longer applies after the Mishkan, then why should there be a special mitzvah to still carry the Aron? So Rab Velvel says that it sounds from the Ramban that the special mitzvah to carry the Aron is based on the mitzvah of having the poles. So why would you need poles on the Aron if it's not going to be carried? So from there we derive that even if there's no longer a mitzvah to carry the rest of the vessels in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, there's still a mitzvah to carry the Aron. But says Rav Velvel, we have to understand this because if there's no longer a mitzvah to move and relocate the Mishkan, which obviously there is not in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, so why is there still a mitzvah to carry the Aron? So this is why Rabbi Yosef Dov is trying to propose a distinction between the Aron and the other vessels that the Aron is not location dependent, but Rab Velvel is going to explain it in his own way. So Rab Velvel begins with the Psukim in the eighth chapter of Melachim, which describe how they brought the vessels into the new Beis Hamikdash that Shlomo had just built. They carried in the Aron of Hashem and the Mishkan, which they had been using up until then, and all the vessels which were in the Mishkan. And all this was carried by the Kohanim and the Leviim. So this seems to say clearly that even in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, the carrying was still done by the Leviim, because here we're describing carrying the vessels into the Beis HaMikdash, and it says that not only Kohanim did it, but Leviim as well. And this is even more clear in Divrei Hayamim Chav Gimel, Ki Omar David Hashem la'amo ad la'olam. David said that the Beis HaMikdash should be in Yerushalayim, the gam lelevim ain lases es hamishkan ves kolkelav lavodaso, and the levim should no longer be carrying all the vessels to serve Hashem. So it sounds very clearly from what David is saying that in the period leading up to the Beis Hamikdash, the people moving the vessels around were the levim, not the Kohanim. So again, this seems to say very clearly that after transporting the Mishkan in the desert was done and it was settled in Israel, the people moving the vessels were the Levian. And in Divrei Hayamim, it continues, it says that David took a census of the Levian. David counted the Levian from 20 and up. 
So David took two censuses of the Levium. One was from 30 and up, as they had done in the times of Moshe. And then he did another census of the Levium from 20 and up. So the Ramban in the Sefer HaMitzvot explains, and this is also in the Psukim there, why did David need two censuses? So the Ramban explains that the first one was trying to get a sense of which Levium would be able to carry the vessels. So that has to be from 30 and up, like the Torah said, that the Levium who were allowed to carry the Mishkan had to be at least 30, because that was more delicate work, disassembling and carrying the Mishkan, so it couldn't be done by 20-year-olds. They had to be 30. So David also took a census of which Levium could carry the vessels, so those Levium had to be 30. But then he took another census of which Levium could work in the stationary Beis HaMikdash. So once there was no need to carry the vessels because everything was in place so it's less delicate work so that the Levium could do from 20 and up. So David took another census to know how many Levium were from 20 and up. So again, we see very clearly that in David's times the Levium are the one who are carrying the vessels, not the Kohanim. So that's exactly why the Ramban says that even after the Mishkan, the people carrying the vessels in the Beis HaMikdash were the Levim, not only the Kohanim, and that's why the Loyavod Ode, that they need to be under 50, still applies even after the Mishkan. So this is all a big question on the Rambam. How could he say that the future carryings are only Kohanim and not Levim? According to the Rambam, what was the point of David's census of Levium 30 and above? What was the reason for that? Obviously, it meant that the Levium were going to be carrying the vessels. So clearly, the Levium carry the vessels even post-Mishkan. So Rabbelville says maybe the Rambam would hold that that was just another temporary mitzvah. Just like in the desert, there was a temporary mitzvah for the Levium to carry the Mishkan. So in David's times, there was another temporary mitzvah for the Levim to carry the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. So that's a possible technical answer for the Rambam. But now Reb Velvel gives a much better conceptual solution, which is the Rambam holds that the mitzvah of the Loyavod Ode is a temporary mitzvah because once the Beis HaMikdash was established, it's not that at that point there was no practical reason to carry anything. It's like when someone moves into a house, they have no reason to move their furniture any longer. But here, it's much more fundamental. It's not that there was no longer a need to carry around the shulchan and the menorah. It's that the whole mitzvah of carrying the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash was suspended at that point. It was a temporary mitzvah which lasted until they got to the Beis HaMikdash. But as soon as there was a permanent Beis HaMikdash, so that whole system was suspended. There was no longer a mitzvah to carry any of the vessels. So the lo yavod od was also suspended because that was one of the rules that a levy over 50 couldn't carry the vessels. But once the whole thing fell apart, so that mitzvah also fell apart. So that's why the Rambam says that it was a temporary mitzvah. The rules in the desert for how to carry the Mishkan were all a temporary solution until the Jews got a permanent home in the Beis HaMikdash. So that's why in the times of David, which were the last few years of the Mishkan, the Levim were still carrying the vessels 
to the Beis HaMikdash because those mitzvahs from the desert had not yet ended because they did not have a Beis HaMikdash yet, even though the Mishkan was for hundreds of years in the same place, so it was not being carried all over the place, but that was not considered a permanent dwelling until they got to the Beis HaMikdash. So that's exactly the point of what David said, that since the Beis HaMikdash is going to be in Yerushalayim, it's going to be a permanent location, so there's no longer a need for the Levium to carry the vessels. In other words, David is making exactly this point of the Rambam, that now the mitzvahs surrounding Levium carrying the vessels are coming to an end once the Beis HaMikdash is going to be put up in Yerushalayim. So that's why the Rambam writes that the mitzvah of Loyavod was a temporary one because all the mitzvahs of the Levium carrying the vessels were temporary and they ended with the building of the Beis HaMikdash and that's the point that David himself made. Now, one of the questions the Ramban asks on the Rambam is what about in the times of Mashiach? We're going to need people to carry the vessels into the Beis HaMikdash. So the prohibition of Loyavod Od should apply at that point, that the Levium carrying the vessels have to be under 50. So Reb Velvel says that the way he explained the Rambam's position would answer this question, that the Rambam holds that once the Beis HaMikdash was built by Shlomo, that removed all the details and the rules about which Levium and how to carry the Mishkan. All those rules only applied until the building of the Beis HaMikdash. Now, even though in the times of Mashiach, there is going to be moving to be done, so there are going to be vessels that need to be moved, but those mitzvahs about the Levium are still not going to apply because we've already had two Beis HaMikdashes. So those mitzvahs about a Levi over 50 not carrying it are not going to apply in the times of Mashiach according to the Rambam. So now, based on this conceptual framework, says Rav Velvel, now we could explain why there is still a mitzvah, even during the times of the Beis HaMikdash, to carry the Aron. Even though there's no longer a mitzvah to carry any of the other vessels, there is still a mitzvah to carry the Aron, because carrying the Aron is referred to in a different pasuk in the Torah. In Parshas Ekev, the Torah says, Ba'esha hi hivdil Hashem es shevet levi, laseis es Aron bris Hashem, that Hashem set aside the tribe of Levi to carry the Aaron. So that means that there are two components to the mitzvah of carrying the Aaron. One is as part of the overall mitzvah of carrying the Mishkan. So included in transporting the Mishkan is also transporting the Aaron. And then there is a second component which is unique to carrying the Aaron. So there is a specific independent halacha from that pasuk that the Levium carry the Aaron. So now in terms of the first component that the Aron is part of the Mishkan. So the Torah describes that in Parshas Bamidbar, that the Levium transport the Mishkan, and it includes in that the Aron. So the Aron was one of the things that the Levium transported with the rest of the Mishkan, but that mitzvah only applied until the Beis HaMikdash was built. So once the Beis HaMikdash was built, as Rab Velvel just explained, those mitzvahs were suspended because there were no longer mitzvahs to transport the Mishkan or the vessels or the Beis HaMikdash. From that point on, the Levium only had two responsibilities. As the Rambam in the third chapter of Klei HaMikdash writes, 
one was singing the music and the other was taking care of the gates guarding the Beis HaMikdash. So those were the two remaining responsibilities of the Levium once the Beis HaMikdash was built, but there was no longer any mitzvah to transport it. But in terms of the second component, which is mentioned in Parshas Akev, that the Levium are the ones who transport the Aron, so that's an independent mitzvah. And even once the first part of it ended, so once the Beis HaMikdash was built and the Levium no longer had responsibility to move the rest of the vessels, but they still had the responsibility to move the Aron. And Rab Velvel adds an even sharper formulation to this, that the Aron that's being discussed, that the Levium should move is not the Aron as one of the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. Because from that perspective, there's no reason to differentiate between the other vessels and the Aron. So the element that's being referred to in this mitzvah is an independent status of the Aron. And here Rav Velvel quotes the same Yerushalmi that there were two Arons that his nephew did, but Rav Velvel's making a slightly different point from it, and Rav Velvel's formulation is sharper. Also, his letter is six years before Rabbi Yosef Dov's second letter on this topic. So it seems like Rabbi Yosef Dov either got the kernel of the idea from Rabbi Velvel or maybe he forgot where he had seen it, but Rabbi Velvel came to this point first. But again, his point is slightly different from Rabbi Yosef Dov's. Rabbi Velvel quotes that the Yushalmi in Shkalim Vav says that there were two Arons in the Beis HaMikdash. One had the full Luchos and the other had the Shivrei Luchos, the broken Luchos. Now, they played different roles. The Aron that had the full Luchos in it just stayed in the Beis HaMikdash. It did not leave the Kodesh HaKodashim. And that's what's referred to in the Torah Aron Bris Hashem Umoshe Lomoshu Mikarev HaMachaneh that the Aron and Moshe did not leave the encampment. So that Aron did not leave the Beis HaMikdash. The other Aron with the Shivrei Luchos Hayanichnas Viyotze Imahen. That was the one that they would take out to war or when they needed. And the Sifri in Parshas Baaloscha says the same thing that the Aron that would travel had the Shivrei Luchos in it and the Aron with the full Luchos did not leave the Beis HaMikdash. So Reb Velvel's point from all this is that we see that the Aron that had the broken Luchos also had the status of an Aron. Because when they needed to take the Aron out to war, so they needed a real Aron. That was not a make-believe Aron. And still, they took the Aron with the broken Luchos. So obviously, that was also a full-fledged Aron. But that Aron is not one of the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. It's the other Aron that's the Aron of the Mikdash. And Tosos and Erevin Samach Gimel writes that the Aron with the Shivrei Luchos is the wooden Aron that Moshe made that's mentioned in Parshas Ekev. So clearly that was not the Aron of the Mikdash. So what then is its status? So we see that even though it was not one of the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash, it still had the status status of an Aron. So says Rab Velvel, this independent halacha that the Levium carry the Aron is not referring to the Aron of the Mikdash. It's referring to any object which has the status of the Aron, meaning it houses the Luchos. 
So those Aarons have a rule that they need to be carried by the Levim. But again, it's totally unrelated to the mitzvah of carrying the Mishkan or the Beis HaMikdash vessels because these Aarons have an independent status and one of them is not even part of the Beis HaMikdash. So there is a special rule that the Levim carry anything which is an Aaron. And another proof for this is the Sifri and Parshas Akiv says there was a story in David's times where they took the Aaron out to war against the Plishtim and they carried it improperly and David got punished. So the Sifri explains that they carried it not on their shoulders. So the Torah says to carry it on the Kasef, on the shoulders, and they did not. And this is talking about the Aaron with the broken Luchos. So we see that the mitzvah of carrying on the shoulders applies even to the Aron, which is not part of the Beis HaMikdash. It has the broken luchos in it. And yet it still has all the rules about how to carry this Aron. It has to be done by the Levium on their shoulders. So this proves, like Reb Velvel saying, that even in Aron, which is not part of the Beis HaMikdash, has certain rules about how to carry it, including that the Levium carry it. So the same applies to the Aron, which is part of the Beis HaMikdash. It has the overall rule that the Levium carry the Mishkan. But even after that mitzvah comes to an end, once the Beis HaMikdash is built, there's still a rule that the Aron, because of the other aspect, that it's an Aron, has to be carried by the Levium. So now this whole conceptual approach explains why the Rambam says that once the Beis HaMikdash was built, the people who carry the Aron are Kohanim and no longer the Levium. Because the Rambam understands that the Pasuk in Akev that says that the Levium should carry the Aron is actually talking about Kohanim, not Levium. Because the other mitzvahs in that section are the blessing of the Kohanim and the service in the Beis HaMikdash. So that's obviously referring specifically to Kohanim, not the broader tribe of the Levium. So the Rambam understands that when the Torah said the Levium should carry the Aron, it's referring specifically to the Kohanim of the Levium, not the rest of the Levium. So that's the Rambam's timeline for this mitzvah. Initially, there was a mitzvah for the Levium to carry the vessels of the Mishkan, which included the Aron. But once that mitzvah ended, then there was a second mitzvah which kicked in that the Kohanim, not the Levium, should be the ones who carry the Aron. So that's how the Rambam arrives at this idea that the Kohanim are the ones who carry the Aron in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, not the Levium, based on his understanding of the second element of the mitzvah of carrying the Aron. So this understanding answers a question of the Ramban in the Sefer HaMitzvahs on the Rambam. He asks, how could the mitzvah have changed? If originally the Levium were supposed to be carrying it, so how did it change to the Kohanim? So says Rav Velvel, the way he's formulating this, it answers that question. According to the Rambam, the same mitzvah did not change. It's two different mitzvahs. Originally, there was a mitzvah for the Levium to transport the Mishkan, and after that ended, there is another mitzvah for the Kohanim to carry the Aro. 
So there was no change within the mitzvah. There are two different mitzvahs. The Levium in the desert carried the Aron because it was part of the broader mitzvah of transporting the Mishkan. But once the Beis HaMikdash was built, that mitzvah ended. The Levium's only responsibilities in the Beis HaMikdash are the gates and the singing, but they have no further responsibility to carry anything. And then a new mitzvah kicked in, which is mentioned in Parshas Ekev, that the Levium should carry the Aron. Own, but their Levium refers to Kohanim. So now the Kohanim have the mitzvah to carry the Aron. So this makes very nice sense of the Rambam's overall view of this mitzvah. So now having developed this whole conceptual framework in the final paragraph, Reb Velvel gives a new answer to the Minchas Chinuch's question that Reb Yosef Dov began his letter with, which is why did the Rambam limit the halacha that the Aron has to be carried on the shoulder only to the Aron and not the other vessels which were also carried by B'nai Kahas on their shoulders in the desert. Says Rab Velvel, because there is a fundamental difference between the Aron and the other vessels. When it comes to the Aron, there are two mitzvahs to carry it. There's the general mitzvah to carry all the vessels of the Mishkan, including the Aron. But according to the Rambam, that mitzvah ended with the building of the Beis HaMikdash. So it's irrelevant to the practical rulings of the Rambam. But then there is the second mitzvah that the Kohanim should carry the Aron in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. And that mitzvah remains. And that's what the Rambam records in his halachas. So that's why the Rambam only records the halacha of carrying the Aron, not the other vessels, because that's the only mitzvah that remains on a practical level. Now, Reb Velvel explains that there is a key conceptual shift between these two mitzvahs. So the mitzvah that the Levium should carry the Mishkan was part of the service of the Mishkan. So it was a form of avoda, a service of the Beis HaMikdash. And one of the details of that avoda was that a levy over 50 can't do it. So that's how that service of the Mishkan was structured. But once that mitzvah ended and it became the new independent mitzvah to carry the Aron, so that has nothing to do with the Beis HaMikdash anymore. That's a new independent mitzvah. It's not avoda. It's just a mitzvah that the people who carry the Aron should be the Kohanim. So the Levium in the desert had a form of avoda, which was transporting the Mishkan, but that form of avoda ended at the Beis HaMikdash, and then they only had two forms of avoda, which were the music and the gates. But the whole avoda of transporting and carrying the Mishkan ended once the Beis HaMikdash was built. So now there's another mitzvah. It's not a form of avoda, but it's a mitzvah that the people who carry the Aron should be the Kohanim. So all the details of how the avoda should be done, which is the mitzvah of lo yavod od, that the person should be under 50, are suspended. So that's why the Rambam says that that prohibition is a temporary one. It does not apply in the future because it ends once the whole mitzvah of the Levium doing the avoda of transporting the mishkan ends. As opposed to carrying the aron on the shoulder, which is a separate mitzvah, unrelated to the service in the Beis HaMikdash, and the mitzvah is for the Kohanim to carry it, but the proper way to carry it is on their shoulders. So that detail continues, and that's why the Rambam records that halacha, but it obviously has nothing to do with the other vessels in the Beis HaMikdash. So that's why the Rambam limits it only to the Aron. So this answers a question of the Ramban on the Rambam. The Ramban asks, 
even though the mitzvah shifted from Levim to Kohanim, but why shouldn't the prohibition of over 50 remain for the Kohanim? Since we know that the Torah wants this avoda done by Levim under 50, so the same detail should apply to the Kohanim carrying it in the future that they have to be under 50 to do this avoda. Says Ravelvel, the way he's explaining the Rambam's approach answers this question because the Rambam's trying to say that it's no longer a form of avoda. In the desert, it was a form of avoda. So the Torah said no one over 50 can do it. But once the mitzvah shifted after the Beis HaMikdash was built, it lost the status of avoda. And now it's just a regular mitzvah that should be done by the Kohanim. So the detail that they should be under 50 also ended. So that explains the Rambam's approach that a Kohen over 50 can carry it from the Ramban's question. So this is Reb Velvel's interpretation of the Rambam's approach. So overall, Rabbi Yosef Dov and Reb Velvel agree largely in the framework. They're both saying that the Aron is fundamentally different from the other vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. And they both make this point that the Aron is not necessarily one of the Beis HaMikdash vessels. Although according to Reb Velvel, the Aron is also a vessel of the Beis HaMikdash. It just in addition to that also has its own independent status. Whereas Rabbi Yosef Dov formulates it a little more sharply that the Aron is not at all a vessel of the Beis HaMikdash. So they both largely agree on the overall picture. But then in the details, they formulate it differently. According to Rabbi Yosef Dov, the Aron is different because it's not location dependent because its sanctity doesn't come from the Beis HaMikdash. It comes from being the home of the Luchos. So even though the Aron is supposed to be located within in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Kodesh HaKodashim, but if it's relocated outside of the Beis HaMikdash, it retains its status and its sanctity. So that's why carrying the Aron is different than carrying the other vessels, because the Aron retains its sanctity. The way Reb Velvel formulates it is that there are two mitzvahs to carry the Aron. One is the general overall mitzvah to carry the vessels of the Mishkan, including the Aron, and then there is another separate mitzvah with its own details that the Kohanim should carry the Aron. So that mitzvah applies in the future and one of the details of that mitzvah is that it should be carried on the shoulder. But the mitzvah to transport the rest of the vessels of the Mishkan ended once there was a permanent Beis HaMikdash. So there are some differences in formulation and emphasis on different ideas between Rab Velvel and Rab Yosef Dov's presentations. But again, in the overall picture, they're trying to differentiate between the Aron and the other vessels of the Beis HaMikdash to answer the question of the Minchas Chinuch, why the Rambam limits carrying the Aron on the shoulders only to the Aron, not the other vessels, which is different than how it worked carrying the Mishkan in the desert. So both Reb Velvel and Reb Yosef Dov propose nice answers to this question.